Welcome to Bibliophile AF, where your favorite host, Renee, talks about books as they relate to life and life as it relates to books. Get ready, because it's time to get bookish. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Bibliophile AF. Renee here and another week, another book as per usual. Is anybody else having like a crazy productive week or is it just me? Because I really feel like this week has been very productive, very busy, but like not in a bad way, not in a way that I'm like, oh, there's too much going on. I mean, like, obviously, I'd rather be reading, but <laughs> I really feel like I have just done so, so much for my day job, my my business, things like that. And for those of you who are new or are not familiar, uh, I am a publicist for a book publishing company by day and a PR marketing specialist for small businesses by night um, and every other time in between, basically, because that's how it is when you run your own business uh, 365 days out of the year. So, yeah, my business personally, honestly, has been very smooth. I have uh, one pretty big client right now that I've been focusing on and my day job has been filled with so much fun so much fun work it has definitely been a busier season for us and I love what I do Um, but one fun thing is that having off on Monday for the holiday and then my job which is amazing if you're interested in learning I think we have positions available for those interested in some work from home positions Uh, also does a four-day work week so basically this week I'm only working three days and so I already knew coming in on Tuesday was gonna be busy 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 I seen the emails pouring in on my phone and I just knew what it was gonna be Uh, and it did not disappoint it was definitely that and much more and like I said definitely not complaining I absolutely love my company I love what I do I love who I do it for Um, but it was busy it was crazy productive. It makes it's been making me feel very accomplished each each night. Um, but it also very much reminded me to pace myself. For those of you who are or maybe are not familiar with the PR industry, it is very touch and go, very quick, quick, quick. Get this coverage. Try your best. You don't always earn coverage, but you got to keep on going. And it's pitches after pitches after pitches. It's a lot. It could definitely be a lot. Uh, So, you know, time management is a huge thing when it comes to this career. And I am not lost on that thought, lost on that knowledge. So, um, you know, I get very deep into what I'm doing because I love what I do and I'm thankful to love what I do. Uh, But sometimes you're just so deep into thought about a thing or your mind has a million tabs open that you really have to take a moment to just say, hold on, let me take it back. (laughs) one thing at a time and here we are (laughs) so uh this week was definitely a week where I felt like I had to to remind myself a a few times to just pace myself a little bit more and uh one thing that I loved is that it made me feel more accomplished I feel like I got more done just because I was calm I was bringing myself back to this calm place so I say all of that to say If you are having as productive a week as I am having or more, remind yourself to pace, take a moment, take a breath, uh, 
it's never that serious, basically. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's the week. And let's dive in. So today we are talking about Ali's Odyssey by William Joyce. So quick backstory on this before I dive into the summary. Uh, I actually found out about this book by watching the short series on Netflix called Lost Ali. Um, so it is the movie adaptation of the book. They just set it up as like a mini series of sorts. It was so beautiful. When I tell you this series had me bawling my eyes out at the end. <laughs> and I don't know if it's because I could really relate to the character and the things that were going on. Like my big kid persona just coming out. My big kid persona. Um, I just, I was bawling. The music, the moments. Oh my gosh. It just had me in tears. So as soon as I found out it was a book, I was like, check let's do this and I immediately bought it because I had to read it I had to read what I just watched and I really had to feel that in a different way because it was just so beautiful so diving right into it Ollie's Odyssey is basically a story about a stuffed animal so the little boy Billy which is Ollie's the stuffed animal's uh owner so to speak or his best friend when Billy was born he was sick and you know his parents were really worried but once they found out he was going to be okay he actually or his mom rather uh sewed a bear together for him to be his protector uh you know just a best friend that he was going to have and uh just making sure that he always had a friend by his side and she put a little special bell into inside of his uh his stuffing um that acted as a heart of sorts and that actually plays a very significant role later on in the book and the movie but I can't tell you why uh so long long story short they the the teddy bear Ollie um or the teddy rabbit I guess you could call it is that's what he looks like but the teddy rabbit Ollie and Billy his best friend they grow up together you know it's been a few years they're at a mature kid age you know he's getting to that point where he can tie his own shoes and you know his his family feels like he's becoming a big boy and so they notice that his attachment to Ollie is just a little unique. And although the mother, I think, understands a little bit more, especially in the movie, uh, the father, you know, just kind of wants him to, you know, grow up a little bit. So they challenge him to uh, leave Ollie at home for an event that they were going to. And although Billy agrees, he actually sneaks Ollie into his backpack. And this is when everything changes. Uh, Ali is basically taken from Billy and the story remains that he is trying to find his way home and at the same time Billy is trying to find his best friend. On the other side of the story there is another toy uh, who is very angry with the world because his love was taken from him and he was kind of just left to waste Uh, So his view of the world and best friends and all of that is is skewed and he just, he doesn't, he doesn't approve. And so in seeing Ali and Billy, uh, he has little 
minions i don't want to not actual minions like in the movie but basically uh little soldiers who are responsible for breaking apart boys and or girls and their their best friends their stuffed animals so yeah <laughs> so as you can imagine um it's a little bit of a hunt um it definitely reminds me of toy story if i'm gonna be honest with you this movie and book immediately reminds me of a raw and uncut version of toy story <clears throat> so it's not sugar-coated it's not you know oh all cute and adorable and with with the slight you know sense of scariness no it is it's a, a more realistic version, I feel. And I'm a Disney kid, and I absolutely love the Toy Story series, so it just touched my heart even more. Uh, but basically, uh, at the end of the story, Billy and Ollie find each other. Uh, there's a big event that takes place, and then there's a shift that happens, and it's a very important shift um, for both of them. And I'm not going to tell you what that is because I would love for you to read it, whether you read it with your children or not. It was so good. (laughs) It was so, so good. I'm telling you, it had me emotional the whole time. I was so emotional reading the book. Um, But the visual, the the movie had me. It it really tore me up. (laughs) So themes and takeaways, friendship, loyalty, growing up, remembering bravery and accepting reality what I really loved about this book is that well first of first off is the illustrations the illustrations were absolutely amazing I don't know if William Joyce illustrated the book um I'm not quite sure but I I can't remember a different name being included but the illustrations are just so on point they're so true to the nature of the book the reality of the story uh it's very um almost dark but melancholy it's it's just so different it's so unique and it's just it's you have to look at it if not to read the book look at the pictures I just thought they were so awesome awesomely put together but the book itself reminded me of my doll baby from when I was little and if my mom is listening to this I feel like she knows exactly what doll I am talking about (laughs) but I had this little doll baby she never wore clothes uh she just I carried her around as is everywhere I went like I would buckle her seatbelt in the car and she would go to holidays with me and she would do everything with me and I feel like I've always been that person even up until now I've always had a stuffed animal that I slept with or well yeah a stuffed animal that I slept with even now um there was a time where Athena, my dog, was staying with my grandparents until I settled into my new place. And because I knew I was going to miss her and it was going to be a little bit of time, I washed one of her toys that she didn't terrorize <laughs> and I slept with it and I continue to sleep with it to this day. <laughs> so, yeah, I've always been that person. So I think this is why the book resonated with me so strongly, because it's literally about a kid and his best stuffed animal his bestie um and I feel like you know a lot of people in general regardless of what they've gone through they've always had a certain attachment to a certain thing you know whether it was a pet or 
a, a stuffed animal or a game or anything like that we have these keepsakes uh you know that we hold dear, dear to our hearts and so the book really just touched me in that way uh, and it also made me think too in my emotional state after reading the book and watching the movie uh, where is my doll baby where is the doll baby that I carried so often with me as a child and it was just this crazy realization of you know we all grow up and sometimes we forget and I think that's what added to my emotion to be honest with you it was just like a real epiphany of like wow I'm an adult I mean I knew I was an adult obviously but like you have these moments where you're like wow I'm like really here in this moment in my life doing this thing like it's crazy uh so that really is exactly my reaction at the end of this book um and hopefully yours too for me being the person I am I you know and reading about the characters in these books it was random things there was uh, a point when Ollie went to a junkyard and he made friends with a bunch of quote-unquote junk and you know they were telling the stories about how you know they were used and loved in their own way until they were no longer useful and then they were just thrown here and they created a family for themselves because they had that one thing to relate to and it's probably silly you're reading it and you're like okay there's a, a refrigerator a glove <laughs> you know like random little trinkets that are you know creating a friendship but I feel like me as a kid and I may be a weirdo for this I'll own it I hey I don't care I used to think that everything had some sort of life to it I will never forget one day driving on the highway I was young and I don't even know where I was at I think I was with my aunt and my mom possibly my mom I'm not sure but I was in the back seat and I just remember seeing this plastic bag flying into the air flying away and a car had driven over it and I was so sad for it <laughs> a plastic bag I was so emotional for this non-living thing you know but I really felt like just seeing it float in the sky I don't know if then you know my subconscious just recognized the meaning of that or I just really felt like everything deserved to be loved. We all have a life, whether it's a shelf life or a real life, you know. Um, and I feel like that's really added value to my life, even in the current. So I just couldn't stop thinking about that, you know. I always wondered what toys and things were thinking, you know, what they were feeling, if they would talk when I was went to sleep or I wasn't around. Uh, I had, I guess, a big imagination and I was, you know, for a long time, I was the only child in my immediate household. So I obviously was finding ways to have fun by myself. <laughs> um, so maybe that added to it. But like also, I feel like that part of me is still in me. Like I really do look at things and feel like, wow, you know, what would it feel like to to, <laughs> to have been brought here this way or um, if they had feelings or had emotions, how would they feel? You know, I don't know. I mean, and again, it, it maybe sounds weird, but I truly, uh, that is something I think about often um, enough. So that's what this book made me feel, you know, feel a lot of. I really just emotionally attached to all of the characters and the illustrations did that no justice because it, they were so good. They were so good. I'm telling you, the illustrations, 
you're going to see it, the promotion for this episode. I'll include them in the video or the post. Uh, so if you do follow me on Instagram, bibliophile.af underscore, uh, you'll want to take a look because I, I did take a picture um, of a few of the images because they were just so awesome. I think in relation to life, I feel that it's important to, again, remind yourself to never lose sight of your own imagination. You know, the world is an extraordinary and unimaginable place. And who are we to say what we can and can't be? Um, With that being said, whether we think we can or we think we can't, we're absolutely right. And, you know, there were definitely moments in the book where Billy, the boy, had his doubts and, you know, went into moments where he was super scared. And then he reminded himself that Ollie was so important to him that he had to be bigger than his fear. And these are what important people um, do for us. You know, the, the things that we hold on to, the things that we hold dear to our hearts, whether it is a scarf from our grandmother or a picture of a lost loved one, um, there are reminders all around us all the time. And sometimes we don't even realize that. I don't know. I mean, I know it's improbable to think that non-living things come to life when we're asleep, but you know, it's pretty cool to think of. (laughs) It's pretty cool to think of. Um, Two quotes for me that stood out in this book. The first one is... Belief is a powerful thing. It can bring about extraordinary changes. Simple, but beyond factual. Uh, So this quote was actually uh, made by the quote-unquote villain, um, the bad toy, Zozo. So, you know, it was a moment when he was trying to find his way. And, you know, before he became the angry soul that he was, uh, he knew that belief was such a strong thing and depending on how you believe in yourself that's kind of what you're going to become so if you believe that you're going to be a good person and you're you're going to have a good life and you know you're going to provide love wherever you go then you're manifesting and those things are more than likely to come true but once you start believing that you're not worth anything or that you don't deserve to be loved you're manifesting that as well. So just thinking about how strong our thoughts and beliefs are, you know, with whether it's within ourselves or, you know, about other people or things, you know, we really hold this power that we don't even often recognize. The second quote, um, which is also ironically by Zozo, (laughs) he had some gems in this book, I will say. He says, but very close can still be a long, long way from what you want or need or hope for. <clears throat> for me, this quote just felt right. Um, the thing about Zozo as the villain is with every villain, most of the time, there tends to always be this moment in the book, in the movie, in the show, where you recognize the human in them. You recognize the pain that caused them to be this negative thing. And when I read this quote, it really made me feel for the character in this way because he was heartbroken. And the way they did him in the book was was horrible. You know, it, it sucked. As a, as a toy who actually 
you know, came to life and watched things around him, you know, happen. And toys literally lived to please other people. So when he was taken away from all of that and then his love was taken away from him, it destroyed something in him that we didn't even know toys could have. (laughs) So very emotional stuff, very emotional stuff, truly. I mean, it just... I mean, that's really what it comes down to. This book really just put things in perspective in the sense of, you know, we have to move with love. And I know it sounds cliche and I know it's corny maybe to some people, but you have to move with the love that you would want. You know, you have to spread love because people are really going through things and people are really hurting to the point of oblivion or anger Um, And that doesn't excuse any of the bad things they might do. But if you are able to love them enough to not want to do those things, that's a miracle in itself. That's a that's a game changer. Um, You know, overall, with Ollie's Odyssey, you really see the boy and his toy grow up in two different ways. You see Billy, the kid understand that he has become a little bit more independent by the end of the book and that um, he's able to fight battles that maybe he didn't think he could before and you know as a child seven eight nine ten your battles are different from what they are as adults but you know the fact that at that age you can start to believe in yourself that way that's again that's a game changer uh, and then for Ali you know, him understanding how codependent he was on his best friend because he was everything. He literally lived for Billy. Um, Having met all of these people, he just realized that no matter what, you know, he was loved. And that was the most important thing. He, he, He was able to say, he's able to say that he was absolutely loved without a doubt. And it dawns on me, too, you know, after reading this book, that not everybody gets that. And that is heartbreaking. And so if you have an opportunity to love somebody today, even in the way that you smile at them as you walk by or the way you pay it forward and pay for somebody's meal or gas or anything, you know, times are hard and everybody could use the help Um, or in the way you send a text or or call somebody that you haven't spoken to for a while, but you've been thinking of, you know, this is all love, really. Um, And you find that the love, uh, or rather the power that love brings, also ignites these other powerful things within you. Uh, Not to sound all preachy, but truly, I mean, this is all what I've gotten from this book. Um, And it was truly an amazing thing to be able to read this with the mindset that I have currently, because... It just broadened my horizons even more. And that's that's the one thing I love about reading. That's the one reason that I continue to read is because you learn a little bit more at the end of every page. <clears throat> you tap into your feelings a little bit more in various ways. And you discover that the things you fear are aren't always meant to be fearful they are truly meant to ignite power in you deep down once you get past all of the craziness and I appreciate these characters for reminding me of that truly like just reminding me that 
life can be a scary thing. And, you know, sometimes we lose people, whether through disconnect or death. Um, But the important thing is that we got to love them anyway, you know, and if there are things we can control in those situations, for example, with a disconnect, you know, sometimes it's necessary, but if there's a way that we can avoid that, it's important to put our pride and our fear aside and do so. It's important that we do those things. Because one thing that I hear often from people that have lived this long life and are on at the end of their road, so to speak, is that they wish they had more time with a person or they wish they had told somebody, you know, how they felt about a thing. And I don't want to live like that. <laughs> I don't ever want to feel like I'm in a position where I I can't tell somebody how I feel about them, especially if it's a beautiful thing. I mean, I don't know. I just feel like we have to we have to put our fears aside. We have to be the billion yallies of the world and um, do it anyway. Do it scared <laughs> because you never know what beautiful thing could come from that, truly. And that's that. <laughs> that is that. Um, I highly recommend, like I said, that you absolutely read the book Ali's Odyssey. Uh, if you don't want to read it, listen to it. If you don't want to listen to it, watch the movie. Uh, Lost Ali is what it's called on Netflix, like I said. And it's just so beautiful. Like even just thinking about it, there's this one song at the end Um, Now, the movie is, of course, put together a little bit differently from the book. That surprised me. But there's this one song at the end of the movie. And I think that's really what brought me to tears is it was so beautiful. And I literally looked it up. The first name of the artist is Sarah. I am so sorry. I cannot think of her last name, but it was beautiful. It was absolutely beautiful. It was and it just set the tone for the movie again. And watch it (laughs) you might if you watch it with your children or you know brothers and sisters whatever maybe they won't always get it but that's how these kids movies go but it is beautiful it is beautiful and one thing um or the character rather that I felt that I related to the most aside from Billy and probably Ollie honestly me being a big kid um was the mom the mom really felt like both in the book and the movie like me as a character um, or me as a me as what a mother or what kind of mother I would be rather um, as a character <laughs> me as a mother is what I'm saying but um so yeah I really I really loved loved her character she didn't have too much of a highlight in the book but in the movie um she played a significant role um in in various ways actually and she did play a role in the book um but she didn't there wasn't I feel like as much dialogue as the movie so either way though she she was a a character I definitely um, related to so Ali's Odyssey William Joyce absolutely beautiful absolutely worth the read Um, it's long it's a thick book the version I have at least so it's not a book that you'll probably read in one night but it's definitely something I mean with kids rather you know maybe as an adult you can but 
um, with kids. It's definitely probably that that would be fun, a fun read to read together over a few days or, you know, whatever. So um, let me know. Let me know what you think, because I, I really enjoyed it. And I think you will, too. And that's that. <laughs> so uh, the next book that we'll be talking about next week is The Luminaries by Susan Denard. Um, another book that I, I came into my hands randomly. Um, and of course, I'll go into that a little bit more in the next episode. But um, good read. A read I wasn't expecting. But at the same time... Um, a fun read nonetheless uh, it was refreshing compared to the other books that I've read in a in a different way so I'm excited to talk to you about that uh, The Luminaries by Susan Denard I can't wait to chat with you about it uh, until then um, I hope you never stop reading and I look forward to chatting with you soon bye-bye